Hello and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by James Bowater, CityAM's Crypto Insider and founder of CryptoAM.io. Hi James, it's great to have you on. Hey James, yeah, lovely to be uh, joining you today. Uh, mercifully not on video, which is a nice change. <laughs> I mean, I've always found the CryptoAM stuff on CM fantastic because it's been so focused on a particular sector and really gets into it. But I was curious, how did you first get into kind of talk into the crypto field uh, as such, rather than all the other areas which are kind of developing at the moment? Well, okay. I mean, look, I think there's a saying in blockchain years that, that you know blockchain time seems to run at about 10x. So um, I sort of feel that's borne out to be true. So it does seem crazy, but it's about um, almost three years ago that the concept of uh, crypto AM was born when I was um, uh, with Harry Owen, who's the COO of um, uh, City AM Media Group. And um, we were just, I mean, I was, I was looking at various bits and bobs in, in my own project world and, and, and uh, blockchain as a technology and crypto um, as a fundraising mechanism through, you know, the ICO boom was um, uh, also sort of being, you know, put forward to me quite a bit. And it's, it coincided with a project that I wanted to do. I mean, that project didn't actually materialize, but what um, it did do was expose me to this world, which I'd, I'd already encountered briefly in 2014 when uh, I sort of accidentally was involved in a stable coin, coin creation project. Um, which was to raise money for a global uh, anniversary concert of Live Aid. But it actually was a, a stable coin um, in as much as it was underpinned by um, the, 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 the assets of a gold mining company and it was executed. So it's just trouble is that no one knew exactly what a stable coin was or what it could do or, you know, in other words, none of us knew what we were talking about, but it did stick in my mind from 2014. Um, so anyway, I, I, you know, fast forward to that time um i was basically saying to harry look you know in your readership the traditional um the traditional bankers of the world you know traditional legacy um financiers probably ought to know about blockchain and all the rest of it um and and what an ico is and and, and the sto and all of these things and i don't really know very much myself but how about we do something where i learn and share the learnings uh, if that's even a word with um with with your audience and uh that's really how it sort of you know you know th that was the genesis of the idea and then uh, i think there was a bit of a a lull of a few months in between but we then published the for the first time on the 18th of june 2018 um, a double page spread um which lasted week in week out until um the unfortunate uh, shutdown of london uh with the lockdown and uh, obviously you know being a responsible business we weren't exactly going to print ninety thousand editions of a newspaper to an empty city so um we had to take the uh decision then um to go online only um which which in, in many ways has been extremely good for crypto am because instead of being um uh constrained by two pages once a week um and then you know the usual sort of linkedin twitter and all the rest of it i've been able to expand it over the summer so um you know that we get a 
a much more um, broad body of work and, and and that's what I've been doing during my lockdown is expanding uh, what we do so we've got you know various sections now um, so technically speaking talking legal which obviously is where you know your worlds collide with mine um, and it, it seems to be working and going well and then obviously when when lockdown and is over and and, and God willing everyone comes out of it surviving um, then uh you know the newspaper will return but it'll be very much crypto am in the newspaper on an occasional you know whether weekly or daily basis and then and then actually the the, the website will be more more of the focus to be honest and do, do you think actually that covid's had a massive impact on, on the crypto industry in and of itself i mean i know you're talking about kind of how it's impacting your business but i think for do you think the landscape is changing as a result well, I think it's a really good question. And I think, you know, we've got to look to a little bit of history here as well. Um, you know, this isn't the first time there's been a threat of a pandemic. Um, and, uh, you know, we only have to go back to SARS, the original sort of uh, equivalent of what's happening now. And I mean, it's the same family, isn't it? And uh, there was a, I mean, I remember I was running a business at the time and, and, and you know, um, shareholders saying, you know, this is going to be, you know, a, a a global killer and it's you know i mean it, as it happened it was contained but it wasn't done brilliantly well in china ironically because they weren't really prepared uh, so then of course they, that's when they built all of their infrastructure which they've been utilizing today to do it but what it did do is that it, it created the birth of things like alibaba so e-commerce became a very much it was actually very much born out of out of out of um, that that particular crisis, and I think that the parallels are strong uh, with this one. And I think that the severity of the lockdown has meant that we are all digitized now, aren't we? And it's uh, it, it's been a boon, I think, for most um, crypto companies. Fundamentally, they're decentralized at the core anyway, so they haven't had to be interrupted as much as uh, perhaps a traditional business. Um, and I think they've been soldiering on and, but the appetite of consumer, um, you know, whether it's, you know, like we're doing now, we're doing a, a, a podcast on Microsoft Teams, but Zoom came along um, and then there was all the, 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 the harouche about whether or not it was secure. And then there was, so the, the UK equivalent was Starleaf and that came out. So, I mean, you know, innovation thrives during crisis and i think that what's happened here is that it's lent itself very well to um crypto uh very much from a from a from a method of payment um standpoint because obviously it doesn't sleep it knows no borders and it's fast so and it's cheap so you know we're, we're you know as we speak we're we're, we're in the biggest um sort of run of, of, of good fortune for Bitcoin that we've seen for quite some time. And I think that you have seen the the price shooting up on that front. So it's, you know, all of these things have had their effect, I think. No, and it's interesting because we're seeing quite a lot of people trying to get into the space and, and, and to go and develop, which is quite nice to see given the, the broader backdrop. Do you have any kind of, because you, you meet startups new ideas all, all the time do you have any advice for people looking to get into the blockchain crypto industry more at the moment either sort of set new companies or maybe even existing companies looking to use it um 
I look, I think that, I mean, you know, look, it's a nascent industry anyway. I mean, it's only, by definition, it's only um, uh, 12 years old uh, on the, on the, or even 11, coming up to 12 uh, on the basis that um, the, the Bitcoin white paper was back in uh, 2008. And then I think it, the first transaction was in January 2009. Mm. Um, you know the when you i mean one of one of the one of the companies that i really do talk a lot about um and have grown close to is um iohk and the cardano project because that was a that's a very good example of, of 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 a bunch of people who are focused on getting it right um which means that they are perhaps slower than other companies to bring things to market but um you know the guy who founded that, Charles Hoskinson, uh, has always sort of espoused the point that, you know, in order for this all, the whole thing to work, you've got to have interoperability, you've got to have sustainability, and you've got to have scalability. So those three components mean, you know, those are the things that will make the, the ecosystem really work. And I think that um, uh, that's still true today. And there's room for lots of people to still to get on, uh, on board. And I think that it's rather like, Essentially, we're building, um, you know, the, the the base layer protocols, say like an iOS or an Android, to use sort of the a familiar a familiar comparable. Um, but then, you know, Uber's an app on that, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. you know, and the apps often become more valuable than the things. So, I mean, there's a time I hope where we won't be talking about particularly the 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 the, the base layer protocols, like we don't talk about. Um, how your email works. You just need to know it's, it, it, you know, when you push send, it goes and it's secure and all of that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I think that the, the vast majority of the population don't need to understand or know how something works. What they'd rather uh, know is that it does work and that it is secure. You know, it's as simple as that. And and so there is masses of space and and uh, 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 to 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 get into the into the uh, industry. Um, would I go about building a new blockchain protocol at this stage? Probably not, because I think, you know, there are um there are people out there who've been doing it for an awfully long time who who know what they're doing and 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 I would probably con um concentrate more on the application side. Um but anyway, that 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 you know, that the point is it's it's a massive um growth uh, potential and I think anyone should Anyone who's considering going in, um, you know, uh, just do your research always um, and make sure that the the thing that you're building on suits what you want to build. You know, that's a kind of obvious thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, completely. And, uh, you know, if it makes sense, it's always the best place. I think one something else I wanted to ask actually was sitting in talks about crypto, crypto and, and so forth, it sounds like you're sort of focusing specifically on crypto kind of more than, than fintech in the broad. Uh, okay, well, let, hang on. Um, let, let me just set you right a little bit on that. Um, uh, the newspaper edition in the in the byline uh, always said, you know, our series focused on AI, blockchain, uh, crypto, um uh digital assets um internet of things um and tokenization so i mean uh we we specifically didn't even though there is a huge um crossover with fintech um we didn't go down that path because obviously city am itself as a newspaper and a online platform uh has a a really excellent um group of journalists and um you know mm -hmm. 
you know fintech is an area that they that they absolutely focus on and have to certainly develop wider and bigger um and that sort of coincides you know with with certainly the agenda of the current uh, lord mayor um of london um whose whose who's, who's is based on fintech and spreading that gospel uh, uh i mean where i get involved in that is i've been working you know without my without directly my city m hat on i'm involved with a, a project with um uh, uh one of the partners at ashes we're, we're, we're um uh, building something called city tech bridges which is um you know creating um links between uh other fintech capitals of the world um so that's that's an exciting project which i won't to talk too much about it's not ready to be announced properly but i mean you know fintech is 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 filtering into all aspects of our lives for sure and is a very important part of i think you know post brexit britain as well is going to be vital that we don't lose our crown i mean i think uh i mean we seem to vie between you know london and san francisco being the fintech capital of the world and it would be really really stupid to let that go and um, last question, uh, which I'm sure will be nice to hear. Um, one of these things, you know, we've seen things like, you know, CBDCs, we're seeing things like PayPal talking about accepting Bitcoin. Do, do you think that we're currently, a lot of people talk about crypto being nascent and blockchain being nascent. You think we're currently seeing a sea change in how these technologies are perceived and maybe they're being treated as, as more mature than they have been to, traditionally to date? I think it's a bigger question than that. I think that the um, uh, the look, I mean, you know, corporations, vast corporations versus governments. And I specifically we were talking earlier, weren't we, about Apple and uh, Microsoft and stuff in terms of what, what technology we're using to make this podcast right now. And, um, you know, the I think the truth of the matter is, is that is that, you know, some I mean, you know, was it, uh, Apple is now a two trillion dollar business. I mean, you know, and it's got massive stockpiles. You've got governments all around the world who are dwarfed by that. Um, but let's let's focus on the one that's relevant, which is Facebook. Um, you know, it's got a, a global community of over two and a half billion people, which is around about the size of the Commonwealth, which is made up of 54 countries, if you think about it. Um, so when when Facebook launched its concept of Libra, um, that scared the bejesus out of um, central banks um, and made everyone stand up and, and pay attention. And, and I think really, you know, the, 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 the fear of losing control over their, um, you know, their, their, um, their currency and their ability to you know, um, uh, organize their economic sort of policy using their currencies as, you know, I, mean, it, it, I think it frankly terrified them. Uh, and but what it's done is it's accelerated hugely. Um, instead of it being a, um, a no, no uh, conversation, um, you know, it's become top of the agenda, you know, and I think that, um, I mean, Mark Carney, the, um, the, the last um, uh, Governor of the Bank of England, you know, made a speech to that effect in 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 um, in Jackson Hole, I think, I seem to remember. Um, uh, but you know, China has 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 already airdropped something like you know one and a half million, or maybe I mean maybe it's a billion. I don't know. I mean, I just, the numbers are so stratospheric. Um, but they they've already airdropped their digital um, one already. Um, 
you know, to to a, to their population to test their um, CBDC. So obviously, central bank digital currency, isn't it? Um, so I suppose the question is, is whether or not uh, these will somehow impact um, uh, natively grown uh, currencies that exist. You know, whether it's a Bitcoin or using the example of Cardano, the ADA. Um, it's, it's it's a tricky one. I mean, you know, legislation is where and regular legislation and regulation is where are the sort of the other other bits of teeth that the um, governments have. Um, but at the same time, you know, for the most part, we're a, we're a capital market and we don't want to stifle innovation at all. So it's 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 going to be an interesting balance to see if they can coexist without um, sort of draconian um, slapdowns. I mean, I think the good thing about Bitcoin, obviously, is its unique position is that, you know, it, it is, you know, there is no one to sue or no one to send to jail. You know, um, I mean, the only thing I suppose they could do is to, if the entire world agreed to um, uh, make it a criminal offence to own Bitcoin, I suppose that's the only way you could possibly police it. But I mean, that's just such an unrealistic um, prospect. And I think most people realize and recognize that it's here to stay and that um, they're going to have to coexist. Um, but, you know, the speed at which the speed at which um, the developments are happening as well as I mean, when you think about taxation and, and how you collect taxes and how you set economic policy, all of those are going to be playing factors um, into the into regulators minds. And we've been seeing a lot of activity in 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 stamping on uh what was perceived as bad behavior by people who who can be sued i mean you know the whole genius of um nakamoto being um anonymous is that <laughs> no one knows who he she it is so there is no one to to punish or censure or whatever and the, and the code will live on anyway so it's it's an interesting one don't know what's your thinking uh, i think it's fascinating i mean one of the one of the things I'm seeing at the moment is the what's mentioned is the HMT paper on advertising um, unregulated crypto assets because I think if the regulator can't enforce against something in and of itself, it's going to be all the entry points and so it's going they're going to go for the exchanges, they're going to go for the custodians, they're going to go for those promoting these things because if you start them with oxygen, then they fall apart and there must be an entry point. And it'll be the entry points which people always look at. And I also I, think I, I think you're probably right, but there is a danger if you over stamp on something. Um, I mean, it's like water. Water will always find a path, won't it? I mean, you know, it, oh, you'll, you'll just shove everything back onto sort of dark webville. So it's much better to have sensible, um, informed legislation. And I think you know. And again, on, on that topic, I think that the sooner you know, there's a huge debate as to whether or not the FCA having 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 uh, taken the pulse of the whole sort of industry uh, um, went against the the 97 percent answer respondent. You know, it, 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 I'm, I'm worried and I'm fearful that, that, that our regulatory um, uh, framework won't be as innovative as it should be. And I think, again, it's vital in a post Brexit um, uh, Britain, that, that that we, you know, we we are open for business, and that we are because I mean, we, you know, I mean, blockchain, you know, we're one of the 
we're, we're one of the the um, you know blockchain capitals of the world. You know, and to I, squander I that to squander that advantage would be absolute lunacy in my view. I completely agree, and I always find it. I mean, in the past, I've had people come our way and go, "We want to regulate this," and I'm saying, "Go, well, what does that mean?" Because it's all very well saying we're going to to fix it all, but it's coming up with something which actually works for people. And as you say, that all the signs point is if you over-regulate, then it it will simply move. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm afraid that that's all we've got time for today. It's been absolutely fantastic and really interesting having you on. Um, if anyone wants to contact James, his email address is james.bowater, that's B-O-W-A-T-E-R, at cityam.com. James, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you very much. I've been, uh, it's been short but sweet, but very enjoyable. <laughs> Thanks, James. Thank you.